Welcome to the Wonder Your Way Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Neiman. I'm here to help you travel to Europe, to explore off the tourist track destinations, dig a bit deeper into those well-known places, offer up some tips so you can travel with peace of mind, and of course, to share a few stories. It's my hope to inspire you to travel to Europe, your way. Hello, my wondering friend. How are you today? Uh, you know, I'm doing okay. You know, grief is a roller coaster ride. Um, so it's some days are good, some days are bad. Some days start okay and they don't end so so okay. Anybody who has lost a loved one know that knows that that how it goes. It's um, grief is a roller coaster ride, and it's just it just is what it is. It's a process, but I'm very happy because. As I record this, it is actually the 10th of April. It's actually Easter Monday for those who celebrate that. That's very big in Europe. And the sun's out and we're actually having spring-like weather. It's been crappy weather for a lot of the last few weeks, it seems like here in Southern Ohio and Southwestern Ohio. And it's just nice, like Easter Sunday, it was a little cool, but the sun was out, it was blue sky, everything's blooming. So we're going to have a really nice weather week this week. So I'm kind of looking forward to that and getting the chance to get outside and go out for some walks and some runs and things like that. I'm trying to get myself back into running. So I'm pretty excited that the weather is nice and we're actually having some spring-like weather. Finally, we didn't have much of a winter, unlike some people. I know some people had really rough winter. Winter wasn't so bad here, but like spring is just not, it's been not spring-like. So it's nice to finally get that spring weather. So I want to start by just, again, thanking everyone for being so kind and sending me so many kind words about the passing of my daddy-o. It's been really great to have the outpouring of just kind words and sharing of your own losses. And yeah, it's just, I really appreciate it. But I want to get into this episode. This is a tips episode. And in this episode, I want to talk about the whole money issue. Because this can stress a lot of people out if you've not traveled to Europe before, if it's your first time going to anywhere in Europe, really going to most any country. But I would say, in particular, let's talk about Europe. And uh, of course, that does include the UK. Um, they still are part of continental Europe, so so of the, the, the entire continent. So I want to talk about some of my top tips for dealing with money. And there's the things that you want to do before you go. And then there will be the things that you'll do as you are traveling. So let's start with some of those tips. And I don't know how many I have. I didn't really count them up. I don't know. There's probably like eight of them or something like that. So we won't put a number on it. But let's start with those before you go tips. So the first tip that is an absolute must and that you want to be sure that you do, and that is to notify your banks that you are traveling. So if you have a debit or ATM card and you know that you're going to be using that, you need to call your bank. There's a number there. Typically, you can find a way to like a travel section um, where it'll be like, oh, if you're traveling, you want to then simply call you know, connect with that, whatever number you need to select as you go through the whole layers of select one if you want this. So, 
So, so get yourself there, talk to somebody, and they will actually walk you through the questions. They will be like, when are you leaving? When are you coming back? Where are you going? And if you're going to be in multiple countries, be sure you tell them that. Give them the date that you are catching that flight to go across the pond and then the day that you come that you will be coming back. Again, they will ask you all the questions. They know what they're doing. The same for any credit cards that you have. You need to let them know because the worst thing that can happen, like it's just not fun, is to be somewhere, go and use your card and it's declined because they think your card has been stolen because you forgot to tell them that you were going to Germany. You need to do this before you go, usually a couple weeks ahead of time, you know, just mark it on your calendar, say, this is the day where I'm going to notify all my bank credit cards, whatever credit cards you're going to take, or you think that you're even going to take, let them know. They will ask you the proper questions. It's that simple. It's a simple phone call. Yeah, you might have to be on hold for a little while, but as long as you can get to talk to a person, then you can do it. Some of them may have online things that you can do, but... I have found most of the time you need to call. So that's one of your sort of pre-planning tips that you want to do before you travel so that you don't have problems as you're traveling. Another question is whether or not you should actually have those euros or pounds or you know Swiss francs or whatever the denomination of currency that you need, should you have some even before you go? And if so, where do you get them? Some people believe that you can wait until you arrive in your destination country and just hit the ATM there and get your money out. And we're going to go over that here in just a minute. My personal feeling, and, and you can actually do that because you can you can go to the ATM in the you know in the airport before you even step foot out to grab a taxi or whatever it is that you're doing. You can certainly do that and. Get your money there and not worry about getting it ahead of time. But I kind of find that, you know, you're on this overnight flight, you get a little sleep deprived, you got to go, you might be going through customs if that's the first place that you're, you know, landing in the in the EU. So you might just not be 100% with it and you might kind of forget about it. I find it's nice to have at least maybe 50 to 100 euro or pounds or whatever, just to have a little something so that you have it in your pocket when you get there, you know, in case like, oh God, I really, you know, I need a, I need a quick snack or I can't find an ATM machine or something like that. Have a little bit with you. That way you've got it. Okay. So then where do you get it in your home country, the US, Canada, wherever, before you go? Well, for me, I've been a member of AAA, the American Automobile Association. I might guess that the Canadian equivalent does this too, but I go there and I just ask to, you know, get a hundred euros if that's what I want. And, you know, yeah, the exchange rate probably isn't as great as if you were like in country to get it, but it's a good place to start. And you at least have a little bit to start with. If you're not a member, and I think if you're a member, you know, you probably can get a, a pretty good exchange rate. Usually it takes a few days to get that. So you need to do this in advance. Don't wait till the last moment. So that's one way to do it. The other recommendation is you can actually go to your bank and ask about getting some that way. Again, it may take some time. So do this maybe a month to maybe 
I would probably say maybe close to a month ahead of time, um, especially if you're going through your bank. AAA seems like if you're a member, it seems like it only takes a few days as long as you know you have to take into account these are banking days, these are work days, not holidays or weekends. So start with your bank or AAA, depending on you know what your status is as far as maybe being a AAA member, and do it far enough in advance. It's not going to hurt for you to have that kind of laying around before you go. If you've got, you know, 50 or 100 pounds or euros laying around your house for a few weeks before you go, no big deal. But do that in advance for sure. The one thing I want to caution you against doing, do not, do not, do not, 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 do not do this is to exchange your dollars for like euros in the airport. It is usually a very bad exchange rate. So don't do it unless you absolutely would have to if you were like in dire need or something like that. Do it ahead of time, either through your bank or AAA, and that way you've got those handful of pounds, francs, euro, whatever, before you go. All right, so those are some things before you go. So a couple of other things that you want to take note of is both with your debit slash ATM card and your credit card, what kind of foreign transaction fees do you have with these cards? Because you can get a lot of extra charges as you're either using a credit card, uh, let's say you're paying for your accommodation and you've got three nights at 200 euro a night, there's... 600 euro. And then there's all these other like foreign transaction fees and things like that. There are credit cards out there that do not have these foreign transaction fees. Capital One, Chase. I know that like I have Capital One. I'm a big fan of them. I've been with them for a long time. Chase, do your homework. If you do not have a credit card that I think I'm using a bunch of negatives. If you don't have a credit card that doesn't have foreign transaction fees or that does have foreign transaction fees, get one that doesn't have foreign transaction fees because it will save you some money. And that's what we want to do here. We want to make sure that you're not spending more than you have to, especially on silly fees like that when you could be maybe buying, you know, another pint of Guinness in Ireland or another lovely glass of rosé in Provence. So check with your credit card and with your ATM card, because there are some ATM cards, debit cards, some bank accounts where you can draw out that money without having to pay all those foreign transaction fees as well. So do your homework. Try to do it enough in advance so that you can then apply for a credit card that doesn't have the foreign transaction fees, or you can be like me. I switched over to a Capital One 360 checking account. It's just a personal checking account that doesn't have foreign transaction fees. So when I take money out of an ATM over there, which we're coming to, I'll kind of talk about that, and that's getting money while you're traveling, I won't have those foreign transaction fees with that. This is how you're going. I'm trying to help save you a little bit of money here, okay? Okay, so let's talk about some of the things that you need to think about as you're traveling. Now, one of these I'm going to talk about is a little bit of pre-planning and as you travel. So let me let me tackle that one first. And that is to be sure that you have more than one credit card with you. Yeah, I guess that's planning in advance, isn't it? So you want to be sure that you have two or three 
credit slash debit cards. You know, you can have a debit, you can have your debit slash ATM card along with maybe one credit card or two credit cards. The reason that you want to do this is there is always the chance that one may just not work for some reason in some place. Not that it's not like it won't work everywhere, but if you only have one card and it doesn't work and that's how you're relying on paying something, you're going to be SOL. Shit out of luck for those people who don't know what that means. You need to be sure that you have a couple of cards with you so that you have options in case something doesn't work for whatever reason. May not be, you know, nothing on your fault or anything like that. It just may be some sort of weird glitch that it doesn't work. Have more than one card with you. It's always a good idea. I personally think it's good to have maybe two that you're going to use. And then maybe you have this one that's like for emergency purposes that you only use if something happens. Not a bad idea to kind of have that sort of backup, backup card in case something happens because it's an imperfect world, hopefully, and typically everything goes okay. But just in case, maybe have that one card that is for emergency purposes only. Okay, so that's a little bit more pre-planning there. So when you are there in France, Sweden, Croatia, how do you use your credit card? Can you use your credit card? Do you need cash? The answer is typically there is going to be a mix. You are going to be able to use your credit or debit card in a lot of places, but there are going to be those places that will be cash only. So you're going to want to pull cash out while you're there. And guess what? There are ATMs over there. They kind of refer to them as cash machines. I always think of the Italian way. They're called bancomats. <laughs> so, so you will find them. All you have to do is, if you're in any big city or reasonable sized town, you are probably going to be able to find a bank and therefore a cash machine. But if you're going to some remote places, you will want to check ahead and see if there is a cash machine there. There may not be. So you might need to do a little research ahead of time to make sure. Or if you're kind of like, oh, I know this town's pretty small. I better get the cash I need before I go. That's fine too. How do you use your ATM card while you are traveling in Europe? There may be a few things that you have to pre-plan for. So this is sort of where we cross the line kind of back and forth between some of the planning you need to do before you leave and then what you will do once you are in Europe. You're going to use your ATM pretty much or your uh yeah, a cash machine pretty much like you would anywhere else. The you know, you'll get asked do you want to use it in, um, in English or Spanish or whatever, whatever language? So you all, you typically get the choice to, to have everything asked in English, not that hard. And then you make your withdrawal. So in the withdrawal will be in the local currency. A couple of things to think about because, again, there's going to be sort of there may be there still may be some transaction fees. Um, it's like your bank, the bank you're withdrawing from, things like that. So I usually, if you can't totally avoid some of the fees, I usually recommend taking out as much as possible at one time. And typically, you probably don't realize this, but you probably, with your ATM card, you probably have a limit set up for how much you can take out in like one transaction or like per day or both. So you might want to 
double check with your bank before you go to see what that limit is. So if it's only like 300 US dollars, and maybe that's more the equivalent of closer to 400 pounds, you might want to take out 500 pounds. So you might need to make some adjustments to that before you go. So just kind of think about that. I do think it's always a good idea to take out the as much as you can, just in case you have those transaction fees. And you probably are going to get a little bit because even if your bank doesn't charge the transaction fees, the bank that you're withdrawing from might. So take as much as possible. I always kind of find like that 500 amount seems to be a good amount, whether it's 500 pounds or 500 euro, you know, kind of figure out what you need. And then, you know, you're going to have to do some of that conversion stuff and do that before you go set up that limit to how much you can take out because that way you don't get hit by fee, 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 fee all the time, right? So that's one way to kind of help scale back, if you will, on some of those fees. So take out as much as possible, carefully, of course. When you take it out, don't, you know, be smart about it. Don't do it late at night when you've been drinking or something like that. Make sure that you kind of do it in a well-lit place in a, a, an area of town that you know you feel really safe and you, you can kind of tuck it away really quick and and maybe even tuck it into a couple of different places. That's um, kind of one of my tips to avoid being ripped off is make sure you put your money in a few different places. That's always a good idea. So you need to kind of check on those limits And you need to figure out some of that exchange rate. So some of that stuff you need to do beforehand. And then when you do go to take out your your money, take out the max amount that you can. Now, one thing to think about is you may occasionally run into a bank where like you go and it's like your, your, your ATM card isn't working. Just go try a different bank. You know, if it's, you know, ABC bank and for some reason you're, it doesn't want to take your card go and try XYZ Bank and see if that works. That's just one thing to note. Sometimes there just may be some incompatibility issues. I haven't really seen that happen a whole lot, but it might. Also remember that even though that you have set a limit of like, say, I can take out 500 euro, you know, whatever that is equivalent of like US dollars or Canadian dollars at a time, the bank that you're taking out from may have a 400 euro limit. (laughs) So so if it doesn't allow you to take that, just take whatever the maximum amount that you can with that bank, because sometimes that that local bank may have a different limit. So if that kind of happens, just sort of you just kind of have to go with it. Okay, so what about like using your credit card, like to pay for you know, accommodation or to pay for dinner somewhere or in a shop? Well, you can probably do that. We are getting more and more to the point where maybe we don't have to sign for everything anymore. However, I have still found at least the last time I was over in Europe, which was like at the very beginning of 2022, I was still finding that even though we have like the chip cards and now we were getting the tap cards that you still sometimes have to sign over there. I know. They'll all use like PIN numbers and things like that. I would get a PIN number if you can for your, you know, we obviously we have those for ATM cards. That's how we use it. But you may not have it for a credit card. Not a bad idea to get PIN numbers for credit cards just in case, because if they start to get away from assigning things, that means you're probably going to need to have a PIN number. So get those PIN numbers. And if you can use a PIN number, use a PIN number. Okay. When you are paying, in 
credit card, sometimes on the receipt, it will ask you, do you want to pay for this in US dollars or do you want to pay for this in euro? Always pick the local currency. It gives you the best exchange rate. If you choose US dollars, I don't know, it goes through something else and somehow you don't get the the best exchange rate. So always choose whatever the local currency is, whether or not it's, you know, Swiss francs or, you know, euro or British sterling pound or whatever. Always choose the local currency if need be. Sometimes it'll ask you, make sure you circle it or whatever on the receipt. The cashier or the, the person that's waiting on you might ask you, always, always choose the local currency. It does give you the best exchange rate. Okay. So you're probably wondering, will there be places that won't accept a credit or a debit card? Yes, absolutely. A lot of small mom and pop places want you to pay in cash. You will find that some accommodation in Ireland, Italy, I mean, I'm thinking of places that I've traveled to where you do have to pay in cash. One thing I strongly recommend is when you are booking in advance for your accommodation, if you're going out to a restaurant and maybe you're making a reservation, make sure that you know whether or not they take credit cards. Because if you need the cash, especially when you're paying for something like accommodation, you know, going out for a meal may not be as as big of a deal. But if you're paying for accommodation and you're staying, you know, for four nights and it's 200 euro a night and, you know, all of a sudden it's like you need to have 800 euros in cash, you know, that's a bit of cash. So you want to know this in advance. So as you're making your booking, just double check to see whether or not they take credit cards or if you need to pay in cash. Always a good thing to know. And again, same if you're if you're thinking, well, I'll just use you know credit card for for paying for um, you know this meal or whatever, and you don't have the cash on you. Double check before you you know if you're making a reservation or before you go in. You just it's always a good idea to double check. That sort of leads me to another tip, and that's to make sure that you do always have some cash with you just in case you run into times where you need the cash. I kind of find that I'll use cash for a lot of smaller things that I'm doing, you know, like just going to a cafe or just going out to a pub and, you know, having, you know, a pint or something like that, or going to a cafe and getting a you know, a cup of tea and a little treat or something, you know, those smaller, smaller transactions. And then just knowing if I have bigger transactions where I need that cash, such as a B&B that I'm staying in for like four nights, and I know it's costing me, you know, 70 euro a night to stay, that I have that cash available. But I always make sure that whenever I go out that I have cash with me. Now, I don't put it all in the same place. I don't go out with all of it. That's something else is that, you know, if let's say you are traveling with those three credit cards and let's say you've got 500 euro in cash, that's all that you have. Don't carry it all in one place. You don't even have to go out with it all. Like, let's say you're going out and you're going out, um, you know, you and your travel partner are going out to dinner and then, you know, you're going to go to the pub afterwards. Well, you don't need to take all three credit cards. You don't need to take 500 euro in cash. You take just a little bit of it and then you leave the rest of it back in the room. Hopefully there's a safe. Most places will have safes. If not, 
find a, a safe place to put it, you know, hiding it in different places is a good idea. But a lot of hotel rooms and even small B&Bs will even have some safes there for you to use. So that way it's not all in one spot. And that way, if somebody does, you know, kind of a little pit pickpocketing that you don't lose your money. You don't lose all of it. You just lose a little bit of it. Or you split it up if you're traveling with your spouse or something like that. You know, you take part of it. You know, you've got one credit card. They've got another credit card. You've got a little bit of cash. They've got a little bit of cash. There you go. But I do think it's a good idea to always have some cash with you. And again, if you're going into smaller towns, little villages where you're not sure if they have an ATM, and you know you're going to need cash, check ahead of time. If there's no cash machine there, then be sure that you get it before you go there. Find another place, a bigger town to withdraw the money. Okay, let's see. Have I kind of hit everything? Um, Let's see. I would say the other thing that I just want to say is, yeah, you do need to be somewhat aware of pickpockets um, in certain places. Train stations especially the bigger train stations are the places that you want to really be careful about this. And that's where it's a good idea to, you know, maybe use a money belt um, that tucks down into your clothing, like in the waistband of your clothing. That way, somebody's probably not going to be able to get into it. Make sure you, you know, don't put it in your front pocket. You certainly don't want to put it in your back pocket. You know, ladies, if you're carrying purses, make sure that they're well zipped up and everything. Don't have a bag that doesn't completely close. I cannot stress that enough. I mean, every bag that I have completely closes. Um, Again, don't put it all in one place. Be smart when you are in some of these bigger train stations or just in crowded areas. You know, if you get into like those sites where it gets really, everybody's kind of tightly, you know, in line for something like getting into, you know, the Louvre or the Coliseum or something like that, make sure that you don't have things that are easy to get to. Believe me, these pickpockets can be really good and you would never, ever suspect that they could get your hand like right in the front pocket of yours, but they're pretty savvy. So they can do things like that. So be smart about it, especially when you're in those crowds. And again, I think that train and bus stations in particular, the big city ones, you know, I think about places like, you know, Paris or or Berlin or Rome that have these, you know, big stations with a lot of traffic, you just need to be careful. So I think that's all the money tips. The other thing I would say is if you do have a budget, do try to stick to it. But also, you know, if you've got a little bit of wiggle room and you're like, oh, but this would be such a fun experience, then go for it. You can always make more money, but you can't always have that experience again, right? Travel is definitely worth every penny you will spend on it. Okay, so those are my tips for preparing for Europe and while you're in Europe when it comes to all things money. You know, the one thing too is you'll probably see that they're starting to use like a lot of these sort of virtual things a little bit more. Europe is usually pretty savvy about being a little bit more ahead of the times um, when it comes to some of this stuff as far as, you know, using like, I think I, I have that Apple wallet thing, you know, so 
you know, you can kind of do some things like that. So you'll find that there, especially in some places, there'll be some countries, you know, that maybe not quite as much. They are kind of funny, though. They they make fun of Americans for like all the credit cards that we have. They're a little leery of credit, credit, credit cards in some places. I found that to be the case when I was in Slovenia, which I just got a kick out of. Anyway, um, it's 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 definitely interesting, the, the money and how we tend to pay for things here, maybe in the U.S. compared to how they do things. And every country over there is a little bit different because they're just, yeah, some of them have their little superstitions and things like that. Anyway, it is interesting. So if you think of some more tips that I missed, please hit me up, Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, at wonderyourway.com. You can always go over to the show notes for this episode and leave a comment there as well if you think of another tip or two that I forgot because it's quite possible, but I know those, those are the main ones. You know, you just want to be prepared before you go. There's definitely some things that you can do ahead of time. And um, I've got a couple of blog posts too that I can link to that help you out with that stuff. So before I go, there's a couple of things. I just want to remind everybody, I love reviews. I have not had a review on Apple Podcasts forever and a day. So somebody please go leave me a review because I'm kind of sad. I've been over there and I'm like, gosh, I haven't had anything in a while. So I hope somebody will go over and leave a review. As I said, those silly algorithms when it comes to that, it helps people find this podcast more, the more reviews I have, especially if they're positive, of course. So hopefully you'll leave me a positive review. So please go over and leave me a review. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, just go over to wonderyourway.com. There are a lot of different places that you can sign up, put your email in there, put your name, your email, and you'll get a nice free little PDF on whatever from me. There's a few different ones you can sign up for. And then you're on the email list and you'll get a few emails each month from me talking about all things Europe travel, destinations, tips, maybe some links to some interesting articles that I come across that I'm like, hmm, I think I think everybody would like to, to find out about this or needs to know about this. So please sign up. It's always nice to have people kind of that I also feel like I get to know. There's a lot of you that have been on my email list for a long time and have been reading my blog. And I feel like even though I've never met some of these people that I know you because we just have a little correspondence and anybody that does email me, I will email back. Always, always, always. Maybe not right away, especially right now. Just got a lot on my plate with everything, but I will email back always. So just wanted to tell you that. Speaking of... So this is, I really have to share this. So I got an email from a guy by the name of John, and I can't remember exactly where he's from. Anyway, he wrote to me and it was really kind because he said, you know, first, I'm sure you heard lots of this, but I'm truly sorry about your dad passing. And he said, I was glad to hear on the podcast that you have plenty of support, but I can only imagine that it's been and will be really tough. Thank you, John, for that. Such heartfelt words. Then he went on to say, considering how huge a fan I am of your podcast, which of course made me smile, and considering until recently I had never been to Europe, well, I'm glad he finally went. He goes, I just wanted to share a few photos from our trip. He said he needed to go to a place, and I'm probably going to mispronounce it. It's in Germany, Schwabisch Hall. Never heard of this place. Small town, um, looks like. Anyway, he said he went for a work project. He said a few weeks ago, he said, and the experience really blew me away. Him and his fiance, he said, they, he said his fiance was able to come to, come with me for an impromptu vacation week. 
So she did lots of exploring and recon while I was doing work stuff. So when I was done, by 5 p.m. sharp every day, because you know Europeans, yes, I do, we already had a plan for each evening to explore this gorgeous little city. Lovely people, lovely food, and very lovely wine and beer. He said, anywho, it's about four hours by train uh, northwest of Munich, and it's about an hour northeast of Stuttgart by car. He said the city has an interesting history with salt production, which was practically a currency in the Middle Ages, he says, and largely avoiding any destruction during World War II. He said, absolutely beautiful place to go if you're ever in the area. I would definitely recommend it. He said, I wish you the most lovely and safest of travels and very much look forward to more of the podcast. Very sincerely, John C. Thank you so much for that. And of course, I asked him if it was okay if I read this out. It was such a nice email. First of all, huge fan of my podcast. Hello. Thank you. (laughs) So nice to hear that. I always feel like I'm, you know, because I am sitting here talking to the computer, you know, with the microphone in front of my face. I feel like I'm talking to no one. And I always wonder, is anybody actually really listening to my podcast? And evidently people are and they're, you know, I'm getting some good feedback. But then to hear about somebody that got to go to Europe for the first time and fell in love with it. This is somebody who's definitely going to be going back to Europe. I feel it. I know you are, John. You and your fiance, Nicole, you guys are going back to Europe at some point. Maybe you'll go there on a honeymoon or a belated honeymoon or something like that. Highly recommend it. I know a really good travel planner, by the way. Anyway, it just makes me happy that people who've never been go and they end up falling in love with it. And that's why I do what I do because, you know, the first time I went, when I went to Southern Spain, I went to the Andalusia region of Spain and spent, I don't know, like 16 days, I think, there all by myself, getting around using public transportation sort of knowing a little bit of the language, but not enough. I mean, enough that I could, you know, make out words and and things like that. I could read a menu somewhat. I just fell in love with it. I was hooked. And I went back and I went back and I went back. And then I was like, hey, maybe I can make a business out of this. And so here I am. And it just melts my heart to have people go to Europe for the first time, love it. And I know that they'll always go back because once you go and once you love it, you're just not going to stop. Trust me. So, John, thanks so much for that wonderful email. It really uh, brightened my day, which, of course, is extra special at this time in my life. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So anybody else that wants to send me a note about some great trip that you've had, some aha moment of Europe travel pictures. He sent me some lovely pictures of this, of this little town, just, you know, the beautiful half timbered houses. So typical, like in Germany, just lovely. It just uh, made me so happy. Feel free. Again, Lynn, L-I-N-N-E, com. You can always send me something there. Okay, I think I've rambled on enough again. Oh, don't forget, you can also make a wee little donation if you go over to the website, wonderyourway.com. And down in that lower right-hand corner, there's a little um, coffee cup that says make a donation. And I have to give a shout out to Karen R., who bought me, I can't remember if she bought me four or five glasses of wine. So thank you, Karen. I really appreciate it. Karen's actually a um, friend. She's sort of distant family. I feel like she's family. She's, she's, she's relations. Um, So thank you, Karen, for that, for those, she wants me to be sure that when I go, when I leave on my, my, uh, my digital nomad adventures that I have a, a few glasses of wine on her and her husband, Alan. So thank you very much. All right, that's it. I'm going to end it here. Hope those money tips were helpful. And please, again, if you haven't subscribed to the show, do so. Okay. And until next time, happy travels. 